Koal Culture audience members. It is my pleasure, before we start this new episode, to premiere for you on our own platform, our own goddamn podcast. It is the song UX for me and Alaska as cargo cults from our album Nihilist Millennial dropping in October. Uh, this album's crazy. I did all of the beats. Alaska did a lot of rhyming. Only guest on the album rhyming is me and Castro, Koa Culture, Wrecking Crew, what up? And the artwork is designed by frequent guest, all-time amazing cat, Gang, a.k.a. King Vision Ultra. So you can't see the artwork if you're listening to the song, but you'll see the artwork when the leak is up, and you can pre-order the record. And uh, it's going to be dropping on Bandcamp Day in October, but you can pre-order it by the time this airs. Whenever. I don't know. Pre-order it. Wreckandcrew.bandcamp.com. Here's a song, UX, from me in Alaska. Enjoy. Yeah, it's Alaska, Zilla. Zilla, Alaska. That makes Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were nerdy fucks think it was super cool. Get there for the outdoors. Sort of like a Subaru. Patagonia, we fit for paragons of paradigm. A perfect marriage with a horse and carriage like a Cameron rhyme. It's maritime, it's nautical, it's morbidly obese. The fattest shit this summer, yo, I'm stunting with whole wheat. I'm making bread, kicking off like the cake was cult status, a race ahead. Faces bled when these fuckers swung the races at us. I got lucky, only caught my knuckles, but filleted my hat, cuz that was back with Brett and early Giuliani days. With Julian Assange and we conspiracies and chronic case. That was in my college days, now I'm off a Colin Hanks. Colonize the cul de sac, the cultist reps is Ganja K. Wait. Let's get back to the nostalgia rap, the salad days of nihilism, New York and biorhythms, alphabet city the night before I laid my outfits out, suede tins, beige, black leather with the white stitch, and always keep the threads fresh, always keep a fresh press, little macchiato wreck a sweater with some fresh stuff, I'm better as I age, you could say an ice pour of vino, the crowd erupts so Tony touch when he plays Puerto Rico, when life is boring, stir it up, get on your Steven Biko, when all you do is watch the baby pop, your life's a peep show, so how's your you at? So how's your UX? Life is an immersion tech. I suggest you wander if you haven't found your purpose yet. So how's your UX? Life is an Only now that I'm older that I have this overstanding. The most interesting people, they had the most damage. When I was most candid, landed in my mole skin. The way I am now is so different from the old so tin. We took the aid and notion to post up in Jeff's studio. I was truly gross and girls this me called the bougie hoes. Learned that from bougie rap. Cooling alley, new edition. Now I'm sort of different, dog. I'm going in court and wisdom. 40 in a court will hoist the toilet guard here. Only gaudier, of course, because I'm trying to save my crew here. New year, a new me. You get the point like cool city. Story of success, so I guess it's and this career is like kabuki theater to do it right you best to live a like your mookie wearing a jackie jersey or like the artifacts from jersey wrong side of the track and it's a fact that i be classic clear better as i age you could say a nice poor vino the crowd erupts like tony touch when he plays puerto rico when life is boring stir it up get on your steven Biko. when all you do is watch the baby pop your life's a peep show so how's your ux life is an immersion tech so how's your ux life is an immersion tech i suggest you wander if you haven't found your purpose yet so how's your ux life is an immersion tech welcome to call out culture podcast with alaska curly castro and silla rock there you go boom 
I'm your host, the leader, the captain of the show, motherfucking the number captain. one quarterback on the depth chart. You see me out here. Was, what are you even talking about? Like, what me, Zilla Rocca, the, the the host, the leader, the captain. I'm I'm here, co out culture. Uh, I got Curly Castro oh. bemoaning to the heavens. The leader in the same in the same way that um, any given Sunday had a leader. What was his name? Cap. Bench. He was the bench. Yeah, that cap. Bench. Willie Beeman's here. Yeah. I got enough time to shoot a video in between one week of playing football. <laughs> in commercial. They call me Willie. Beeman. I make the late. I got all of this time. As soon as I start playing and I get more famous, now I have all of the time in the world as opposed to when I was just reading plays and playing backup. I can shoot yep. videos. I can get famous. What, 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 was, right. uh, what was Cap's last name in the movie? Cap, uh... I don't know. They they Cap really was honing on the cat part. They didn't really give him like a athlete like, last name. You know, he's like he's up. like Cap has done more in a week in football than you have in your whole life. He's the quarterback. Fuck out of here, bro. That's why you're, you're some old school shit. <laughs> we got Alaska here. That, mo- that movie was good, <laughs> but it really was like horrible. Like the character, it's trash. It's a good trash. It was a movie. really bad movie. It's trash. It was trash. Like, oh, low key, Oliver Stone is a really bad director. He's he yeah, is a no, terrible no, director. No, 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 no. Platoon is all is, is awesome. So y'all can stop. Yo, so go I'm, back and watch Platoon. That shit is laughably bad. <laughs> Where the whole thing? Head. It's so overwrought. It's so like uh, yeah, you, like so, like even no, you're talking about which what, he didn't what, direct what, is one, still you're talking you know, about one one scene, two. Platoon was a successful movie because he was actually recounting his own personal, um, you know, uh, experiences in Vietnam. And if you compare that to all other Vietnam movies, it is the one that's pretty close to when you watch like Vietnam just, um, tutorials. On hindsight, you want to destroy it because y'all don't like it. It was the first. Doesn't it was the best. It was better than Hamburger Hill. It was it was better than Full Metal Jacket. It is. No. Yes, it is because Full Metal Vietnam Jacket. is. It wasn't even better than Dead Presidents. Wow. First first of all, we're talking about an ensemble cast because that's what you need for a good war movie. A bunch Mm -hmm. of characters you fucking care about. That's what Platoon did. All them other movies, there's some cannon fodder I could give a damn about. So if you want me to care about some people in a war movie, I think Platoon checks off all those boxes. Now, some of those other things are greater. Dead Presidents had greater sound, soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Full Metal Jacket. You know the Kubrick yeah. experience. It has nothing you know, on Operation Dumbo Drop. I gotta watch that. Will Murray? Was he in that? I watched show? that in the Operation theater. No, Ray Liotta and uh, Danny Glover. Yo, yo, yo! Tropic Thunder is a better Vietnam movie. No, that's um. Oh, you were gonna say Air America now? Get the hell out of here! Like, what was that? Like Vietnam adjacent? It was Vietnam Mel Gibson, adjacent. right? Yeah, it was uh, like yeah. No, no, Good Morning it, Vietnam. Good Morning no, Vietnam. No, 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 no. No, not Good Morning Vietnam. That movie where Air Mel America, Gibson, I know you're talking about the Air one America. with uh, Mel Gibson and Robert Downey Jr. Thing. Yeah, and they were, it's Vietnam. That was yeah. in Vietnam, quote unquote. That was happening. I don't even know what that movie was like, whatever. Dumbo Drop was cool after they got rid, rid of the plane. Yeah. What about Walking yeah. Dead? Walking Dead was uh, production value sucked. It was dark. Yeah, I, got a boot, I had a bootleg copy. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you get bootleg copies, for the listeners, think about how much the movie is in the dark or at nighttime, and that okay. is your decision. What's but up? but serious on a serious note, yes. Apocalypse now bodies every Vietnam movie. Oh, hands down. I don't like I don't like that. You oh. know I don't like I don't like the whole I don't like the Marlon Brando went. Look, crazy I feel like when I watch the movie, I feel like there's like mosquitoes on my neck. That, that's, that's the opening like... scene in the Napalm when they get deep into Marlon Brando his mm-hmm. um hysteria. He mm-hmm. is one of the worst. 
actors in the history of film. He wow. has manipulated film for decades after he got good. When he, well, okay, so first of all, let's just start. He's a strapping young man. So after he finished fucking all the male stars, because that's what he used to do, he sucked. He didn't know his lines. Um, the Island of Dr. Monroe. No, that was, he was like that, they, they was said that. they twisted the whole movie Apocalypse Now. You're basing all this? To say, no, 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 no. I'm not basing anything. They twisted the whole movie because he wouldn't say the lines they wrote. He was just doing whatever. And he went crazy in the jungle. That's what I want to watch. Much like his character. Oh, my goodness. You've got you to be kidding me. Is this a Tarantino <laughs> argument? Did Tarantino no. work in this movie? That's why you like it? No. That was, he was like Point being, when this came He out. was like nine. Point <laughs> being, same thing with Full Metal Jacket. When movie split into two, right? I, Full Metal Jacket is my, two movies. I, it's in my right. And I think Apocalypse Now is two movies, too. It's in my mm-hmm. right, Dust Till Dawn. To, to not have a full-on opinion because it splits into two. Maybe I like one half, one the other. Look, when they go looking for Marlon Brando, I'm out. What am I doing? Who cares? He's one guy out there. With some, like, who cares? What are they doing? Give mm. me a break. Deer Hunter. That's a good one. All right. Well, I never watched not, Deer Hunter. Oh, Deer oh Hunter. don't. Shit is Deer dark, Hunter bro. is a little disturbing. Yeah. It, it's it's, it's so walk. disturbing, you don't know. All right, so it's funny because the trailer shows you a bunch. This is when the trailers used to, you know, action cuts and they stop and yeah. pause but i remember watching deer hunter and not getting it because i was a kid and we, we, i'm not going to go into the part about it but then when i got older i was like wait a minute did that happen? and i watched it a couple of times to make sure i understood what happened yeah, that shit is fire on deer hunter mm-hmm. deer hunter is crazy dude what about Texas that, chainsaw that, massacre that was inspired by vietnam um talk about vietnam i don't give a fuck about vietnam we, we, you know what is going we, on we, we, we were we were waxing poetic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on I'm on the 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 bully hill red wine tonight. My my apologies for the aggression. No, oh thank you thank you. Red, yeah, red wine based, gets me It was based up. off on what uh, Toby Hooper saw when he was in Vietnam. A word. Like the horror that he saw, like sort of like brought back to the U.S. Oh, I like that. So you think yeah, a lot of those '70s books? horror movies are like '70s and '80s horror movies. The very early ones are sort of based oh. on that. It's crazy. Yeah, like yeah, um, what's homeboy's name? Uh, Tom Savini. Oh yeah, yeah. His his imagination was gone. Yeah. As soon as he started doing makeup and stuff, he was already doing that. Gore like he didn't work up to it. He was no. already over splattering. He always ordered more blood. Yeah. He but he do was doing that because stuff. it was the gore that he saw when he was in Vietnam. Oh shit! Showed him what everything looked like. And we're not even talking. We're not even talking like maybe even torture and stuff. We're just talking about like incendiary devices that blow up people's limbs like imagine yeah. how much they saw that like a lot of people came yeah. back with an army like that alone is like you don't have any legs so he's no, missing his bottom you, half you or know what these things do to bodies and what they look like when they get right half or Could i highly right. recommend the ken burns vietnam documentary on yeah that, that's i watched tough. that last summer oh my god that was amazing i never liked vietnam ever until i watched that shit well, if we're talking full on, then you know I would say Dead Presidents is obviously yeah. my favorite. Uh, but I, I really like Platoon. Platoon is. Pretty I don't think I've seen Dead Presidents since I was a kid, and then I watched it on cable. Crazy! I had that Man, video. It's a good movie. It holds up too. I, I must have watched it seventy, maybe one hundred and fifty times. Yeah, I love that. When it, when it, when I, it I, came out, and then it's cable run. I saw it a lot, but I probably haven't watched it in twenty years. Yeah. I mean, ever I since know, I got I, rid of my DVD player, I haven't seen it. But I used yeah. to watch it at least once or twice a year. I know by heart. The um the robbery scene, the sound effects, the clicks of the gun oh, loading it when it falls, and when he sh- it's that like all synchronized. How they go yeah. from her coming out the dumpster 
to oh. him shooting the gun, gun falling, clicking, him loading, all that. of that stuff. It's click, 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 click. That's like, per- I, I would make a song out of that. I know that by heart. It's great. Nice. But anyway, yo, you know, we, we're way off track. All right, well, why don't we take our first break and then we'll start the show. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take this Bennigan's break and then we'll come back to talk about the topic. When I don't like the Bennigan's. Bennigan's. Yo, I saw one. I think it was Gary. Shouts to Gary. He tweeted like one of them got to go and it was like Bennigan's, Chi-Chi's, Hula Hands. And I was like, bro, that's all of our sponsors in one fucking picture. Yeah, we got it. You could throw a match to all that and light all that on fire. You know how many girls I took on dates to fucking Hula Hands in Jersey? And, and surprising to no one, it would <laughs> yeah, catch right dead on Dead up fire. like working it in the deal. 90s. That was de- yeah. those were all definitely after work spots. You had to hit up Hula Hands with the burgers and all that. Yeah, shit. Hula Hands, Caliente Cab Company. Dude, it wasn't even a question. I met a girl. I was like, "Yo, we're going to Hula Hands." Yeah. Oh, cool. Y'all got, Ooh, okay. Y'all got all that. I was go over the bridge, baby. Stuff. We're going. Route I remember, 30, like, <laughs> right after like high school, like taking my girlfriend to TGI Fridays. Like it was the upscale restaurant. Nah, we that, down Fridays, here we had, we had we had Johnny Rockets on South Street. That was oh that, yeah. That was Yo. Like, my wife went to school with the um the girl whose dad started Johnny Rockets. Yeah, like started it started. It was just an idea. Of it. Like or he yeah. was Johnny Rocket. <laughs> oh, he was. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's his real I name. John, but he was essentially I'm John, he was I'm John Rocket. Rocket. You could yeah. call me John. John Rocket. That's I mean, John, where do you John come J. up with Rocket. that idea when you're making Americana food? You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like the the, the chef or the eating is different. No. I'm just gonna come up with this character, the, the purple pinhead, and I'm gonna make a franchise. And that, yeah. that, that takes some yeah. These first date will be the hardest shit. I'm at the farmer's what? market, bumping the carters, bitch. Yo, I'm buying artichoke hearts and yelling sparta kiss. Like, yeah, I played it cool on my cash money, marvelous. Clean your cash, delete your history. I'm dropping. Hey, call out culture listeners. This is your man Alaska. I'm here to tell you about Nihilist Millennial, the new album from myself and Zilla Rocca also known as Cargo Cults. We're uh, opening up the pre-orders for the CD packs that we're going to be offering. One is a uh, deluxe linen pack, and the other one is a cool-as-shit CD tin. Uh, This is going to be dropping on Friday, September 4th, also known as Bandcamp Day. So be sure to uh, go to the Wrecking Crew Bandcamp and uh, pre-order your CD. The album officially drops on the next Bandcamp Day, which is Friday, October 2nd. So, you know, be sure to get in. We're going to be dropping little singles. You heard the first uh, the first snippet, the beginning of the episode. So please support the record. Let me support the podcast. And thank you for all your support and love over the year. Call Out Culture brought to you by Hula Hands. Bring a girl there on a date. And loser. <laughs> no, nah, man. She's going to be like, ooh, I can get whatever I want on the menu. Everything is like fucking $12. <laughs> There's very many other Everything options. Everything is $12. There's you know. many other options. The most expensive thing about. was like crab cakes for like fourteen fifty. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever let this conversation show you. Don't ever let anybody shame you for your red lobster fetish. Nope. Or or Applebee's has horrible drinks. Food's good, but the there drinks it is. are horrible. It's All literally right, so let's, like let's, let's, let's talk about our show. You're right. So here's the topic for tonight. It's just us three tonight, the core three, the treacherous trio, the fucking the leader, and then his two co-hosts. <laughs> See, you always do well with two of them, Z, but you always try to go for that round. You always try to round the third. Uh, true, I do, man. And then I fucking fall like uh, Jose gets sick or some shit. He slips. He slips. He slips. Rounding home. A couple of them dudes. Yeah, they're big, lunky motherfuckers. Or like fucking Kevin Seitzer or some shit. Shouts to Kevin Seitzer. Seitzer. 
So, so the topic for tonight is pretty interesting. It's, it's, it's an idea about, and I tweeted it randomly over the years about like PC culture, safe cats, conscious cats. We, we, we had a lot of other shows to talk to talk about and have guests on and have, you know, just and a lot of dope shit happening. But this thing we want to talk about for a minute is about like safe rap, PC rap. So-called. Yeah, so-called, right? And when when this shit blows up in people's fucking faces, as inevitably does. And the thing that prompted it, I guess, most recently was probably a couple weeks back now when when the cat um, POS from Rhyme Sayers, that whole Rhyme Sayers shit when that was going on, everybody's like, fuck Rhyme Sayers, ban them. Boycott and everyone's going out. Yeah, boycott them. It was a hashtag. And then they dropped that dude prof and all that. So we're all indie dudes, like the indie, indie world small, you know, and we, we've been around some of these cats firsthand or know of them or did shows with them and shit. And uh, we weren't, I, I don't think any of us are really like talking that shit when that shit was first hitting a few weeks back, right? We weren't really like, no, nah, we weren't talking, talking about, about it. it. No, nah, we weren't really show wise. We were, because like, it was um, individually, I don't think we were even. Well, the, the irony know. is not, and I don't want to use irony. Um, I don't want to misuse it, but it was like, this is almost the second wave of these things, these revelations coming to our yes. underground scene. Correct. Um, there's the the highly publicized uh, Gaslamp Killer yep. um, retribution. And then there yep. were some other people that came up. We don't have to name mm. them because they came up, there was a false accusation. So it kind of like, that was a big thing in our scene. And then there was some other trickles based off that. And right. parallel to that, they didn't really turn into anything. So when right. this hit, I thought it was a little more chickens coming home to roost because some of these mm. people were initially were initially mentioned in the first uh, wave of incidents yep. and, oh, and, and finger pointing. So now when this came about, these are like actually further confirmations of some of these scumbags. And I'm just mm-hmm. talking about them in particular, the scumbag um, actions that they were doing. Right. This time it was like the women were coming out, showing you know pictures and um, right. testimonials. And being backed up by other um, victims and things of that nature, um, right. just just in this round. So yes. when this happened, we were like, okay, you know, just do. But it also um, led to a lot of um, some customary and some performative apologies. Mm. And and that is the red carpet that's leading us to this talk about PC rap because mm-hmm. we feel like some of these apologies were born of this um, exclusive frat slash sorority yes. called PC rap. And some artists circle their wagons around PC rap <laughs> when the scumbag activities still bubble to the surface. And it's not surprising that y'all are the first one. So these, so, the, so I'm not saying you're totally against what I would just call normal rap, but right. it seems like the scumbag activities bubble up in your little PC circles. Yes. Meanwhile, you're vilifying other rappers who have put, their lives on tape right. and and put some of their unsavory activities on tape you know and also in alaska back me up on this this is also you know um coded mm-hmm. it's uh mm-hmm. it's, 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 there's, there's some virtual That's signaling going on to talk about tonight yeah yep. it's coded when you're saying that i only like pc rap or i'm i like this type of artist who's pc there's no coincidence that most of the time first that artist is white mm-hmm. and or passing that's mm-hmm. another big part of it and um, uh, there's another they, they part of it about these motherfuckers play instruments. Thank you. There's another part <laughs> of it about their language choices, which mm. is another coded thing to me. Um, and then there's also Those this were, like, image. A flannel shirt, and, like a fucking this image. <laughs> this image of um, this is the rapper I could um, you know, have come to my uh celebrity prom. 
mm. take me there and everybody would be yay and um i could take my little sisters to their concerts and things of that nature right. and um you know anyway i don't i don't want to be too long with the no, diatribe think, but it's good there's a total difference between 18 and under and um what is considered pc acceptable and all this other crap you know c dolores tucker's gonna come up in a couple of minutes <laughs> See, Delores uh, so, Tucker, you're a motherfucker instead of trying to help a brother, you destroy it, bro. Yeah. But at the same time, starting her own, what was it, Death Row for Kids or something she tried to do? Oh, God, that's, an, that's the corniest shit of all time. All right, but yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I want to say this, it's not, it's not like, and, and I think what we're saying is none of these people would say like, oh, I listen to PC rap or like, oh, I make PC rap for the PC motherfuckers, right? Like no one yeah. would self-describe it as such. However, when these shock waves happen of oh my god rappers being fucking kind of gross and scummy and not fully fledged like responsible adults uh it's strange to me that there is a crowd of people that are like clutching their pearls like oh egads i can't believe that person uh was lying to me and then dating someone else or doing whatever i mean i think that was a genesis of it where it was like when this shit was happening a few weeks back and everyone's just fucking throwing flaming arrows at people, I think our reaction amongst each other was just kind of like, I'm not shocked by that shit. Like, no. yeah. No. So why, why are you, why are we not shocked? Alaska? Well, I mean, it's like, honestly, like, I don't really know any of these dudes, but mm-hmm. I know dudes. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I've been around this scene long enough and around the world long enough that I see things like one of the things that a lot of these cats have in common are that they're all sort of like conscious or like for modern parlance, like woke. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's a lot of like finger pointing and there's a lot of like, we need to like material notwithstanding. Yeah. That yeah, the material really has nothing to do with the what with no. the, with the, I mean you could look at online shit. personas, right? Correct. Like you know what I'm saying? They like gravitate towards whatever the sort of like cult soci socio cultural movement is of that time mm-hmm. and make that their sort their flag. of calling card. Yes. So and I, I've been around since the nineties and I've seen this. I remember like the, the big joke back in like the nineties was like the most conscious rappers are usually the biggest scumbags. And why, yes. why, why was that known back then? Why was that known I back then? I didn't know that. Back then I was a kid thinking like, wow, these guys are like, they're on a mission. Like they're so positive. Don't, don't no, well, meet, it was because they were doing idols. the same shit. They were using it basically to, to get women. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like you mm-hmm. go all the way back to the 60s and it's like all like, you know, the fucking gurus and uh, yep. all those dudes oh, were yeah, using yeah. the, the idea of free love because it would allow them to be <laughs> women. Yeah. Yep. So it was like, you know, it's sort of they see that this is an easy path in. It's a, it's a way to develop a phony moral compass mm. that gives you like this sort of standing where you're like, you know, I'm the safe space, come to me. Right. But it's false And then you take advantage of that and that shit happens yeah. a lot. Um, and that happens with like just dudes in general. Like a lot of, you know, people in their 20s yes. aren't the fucking brightest people in the world, man. It's like... <laughs> You know, like there, there's a lot of like idealism that's faulty because it's it's a way to not examine your own issues and your own shortcomings. Rather, you point it outwards, right? And you project it onto other people so people don't look at you mm-hmm. and see your own shortcomings and your own issues. And and I think that's any form of zealotry. Like you see it in 
when you look at, you know, the congressman who is decidedly mm-hmm. homophobic, that thinks gay people are evil. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the ones that get caught in the fucking um, rest yep. stop bathroom. Yep. All the time. You know, they're the ones, Never they're Lady fail. G, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's all those people. It's always that thing. The person that's like the zealot against pornography is the oh, one yeah. that's got like, you know, the fucking okay. hotel bills for like 97 movies when he stays on a fucking business trip. The <laughs> Elliot Spitzer, the former governor of New York, oh, he, he, made, it in. he made his bones busting people for prostitution. Like he was like hardcore, he like this is an evil it, in our society. And that motherfucker was doing it. He was Ooh. like just basically, so I'm always skeptical of people that are the most outward, outwardly sort of judgmental. Yeah, like you don't people. have to, you don't have to wear it on your sleeve either, your virtue. And, yeah. um, you know, that's virtual signaling in itself. Like, I don't want to yeah. see a sign around your neck. It, it should just emanate from you. And I, and I know, because that to me, yeah. that will show me this is genuine. Even if it's not in your songs. But, yeah. but let me ask you, if it's not in your songs, then how is it there? Where, where did this come from? Right. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I'm just, I'm being serious. Like, you don't have to be personal. It took me a long time to get personal in my music. But you, you should mm-hmm. see signifiers. Of, of what you are. That's, that to me is the ultimate expression of emceeing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Living on the mic. Um, but to, to also, you know, derive from this, you know, we'll get into that. I think we'll do that a little later, but you know, we also railing against the fan bases of these type of people, mm-hmm. you know, that um, the, the, this fan that, um, that develops. Look, I went to college. Um, I was friends with a lot of frat, a lot of sorority. I didn't want to do it. I don't like exclusivity in that form. Mm-hmm. So these fans, they come across as, you know, nah, 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 this is my artist. Nobody mm-hmm. knows about them. And my artist is purer than yours, whether they're mm-hmm. better or not. Um, and, you know, it's just, you know, the, the whole, you know, purity in itself is idolatry. Like, you know, mm. I, I, you know, Say don't that shit. idols. You know, don't shit. meet them. Like, if yeah. you want to stay, you know, if you want to keep this halcyon image of, of these artists and, you know, when we're young, we don't know what they do. Oh, my God, they're in the studio. It's magic. And, you know, maybe don't sit down for a cup of coffee with them, you know, or don't bump yeah. into them at a club because you might see a side of them that you necessarily don't like. I mean, but definitely I, I want to hold on because I definitely want to get into, you know, the, um, other things. But again, um, I think I think I think what I said, I'm, lo- I'm looking back at our yes. text thread from when we were for- first talking about this shit. Right. And what what I was saying a few weeks back was, and, I, and I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this a few weeks after the fact, because now people moved on to 50,000 other things. And even with us, like, we had, like, a lot of fun with this shit versus him. But now we could just be a little more grounded. Um, I think the thing what frustrated me, and we talked about this in a White Rapper episode of, like, dealing with the White Rapper, the White Rapper fans. And this doesn't even pertain to White Rappers saying, like, they're the only ones that get Me too out here or whatever. But it's, like, that same projection of, like, oh, I'm safe with this artist in this crowd at these type of shows, because I don't like that rap that's like messy and yeah. dirty. And well, I can say it or the rap or that, um, violent. Yeah, there's gonna be a shootout. There's, there's gonna be a shootout. shootout. There's shootout. gonna be jewelry. There's gonna be thousand dollar jeans on or some shit. I don't like a song that objectifies women. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, you know, I'm not like running out and bumping songs that objectify women either. Mm-hmm. But I understand that that's a part of all culture. It's not just hip hop right. music, right? So, there you go. Like um, it's yeah, all culture. Yeah, very good point. But very good point. The the thing is, the the point that you are running away from this one thing to the supposed safe arms of this there other thing. 
Yes. Right. Um, when it when it's the least safe. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, look at a really hardcore hip hop show. I think most people get worried about I don't know a mosh pit or something, but most fans are gonna take care of each other because they all are enjoying this artist in, in unison. No matter yeah. what the material are, we can talk about from Jeezy to the Weekend to even Coldplay. People are having like emotional experiences and stuff when it comes to this stuff. So it's not necessarily about the content. I mean, to me, I don't know. Eminem is way more vulgar than the Ghetto Boys. Yeah. Period. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, period. Like, look at the words, the choices that he used as opposed to them. You know, they were like almost gospel. If you really mm -hmm. go deep into the Ghetto Boys catalog, they, they yeah. definitely would sing. So, yeah. so don't, so where's that cover? You know, but, and of course, Eminem has always been thought as, as some safe artist. Obviously, because his skin color is not his content. Mm -hmm. So what are we doing here? And and my point is why 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 are we categorizing it? And and why again? I don't know. Why does Doom Tree and them more popular than me? Right. There are certain fans, <laughs> right. literally, yes, that will like them way more than me for these specific reasons. Right, so, we're so, talking so about. I'm glad I'm glad you said them by name. So one of the people that was outed a few weeks back was Dem Atlas, right? So we, we did a show with them Atlas at Boot and Saddle here in Philly probably like two years ago. And I think you left that show early, Castro, which is typical because you literally will fucking rap and go home immediately. But that's your thing. Yeah. You've always been. Yep. I like to hang out, the merge booth, had some fucking drinks going, hang out, sell some shit, kick it with people. And that show we did, it was it was uh, Doom Tree, it was Career Crooks, and it was, uh, what was Homeboy that, that Greaves? He was the headliner. Yes, right? yes. So that show on Broad and Federal, a popping ass spot in Philly, uh, Boot and Saddle, it was all these people. I've been doing shows in Philly since 2003, 2004, I don't know. These are people I had never seen at any show ever in Philly. Depend, in my life. Ever. How about that? I, never, I didn't recognize one motherfucker ever. And I've been to enough shows as a fan and put on enough shows and been on enough bills where I'll see the same three or four people coming through at the minimal. And these cats, I didn't know any of them. So I'm shooting the shit with a couple of them. Oh, I drove here from fucking Lancaster. Drove here mm. from fucking Harrisburg. Drove here from Delaware. Drove here from fucking Newark, whatever they're coming from. And I'm like, they want to come into town for a state prop show. Like, who else is local? Petey Crack. They didn't the, come to see Petey Crack. Petey Crack. The Bull Bay. Like a Bull real Bay, Chill man. Moody. Chill Moody. They're they come to see Chill. You know, they're not Reef. coming. They in come court. to see Reef. And, and, and alas, these places, you know, these places aren't too far. But they are far in terms of hike, when we ask, but they, but see, they're far. And when we ask, them, oh, oh, I'm not coming in. Like, they'll say that for our shows. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. Correct. Literally. Right. So that so the show was fucking packed. It was, it was crazy. And I'm not sure anybody's even listening to the show that was at that show. If you are, that's, that's what's up. Um, but I just noticed, like, how different the crowd was. And I was like, okay, this is like, like Alessa was saying, you got like, the, to me, that they all felt like, oh, it's safe to traverse downtown South Philly off Broad and Washington for these cats. Like these people make me feel safe to drive to the big bad city or whatever. And so a couple years later, when, when some of these cats get their spot blown and I'm sure it's the same fans like going off on them, like how dare you do this? And I, I'm going to throw your shit away and whatever. My larger point is like rap. The beauty of rap is that it's a fucking mess. Some of the people making it are a complete fucking mess. The idea of taking old fucking records and, and fucking saying rhymes on top of them is a mess. You know, taking power from the street lamp and having block parties. Like, this shit is not like a neat, clean, safe 
zone. And as rappers, like battling, that's not safe. You know what I mean? Like that's that's dangerous. Like that you gotta have courage to do that, whether you win or lose. Like even putting records out or fucking like that takes a lot of bravery to do these things. And I yes. feel like the the way these people position themselves was like, oh no, like we're not in the fray like that. We are uh like we said like like Alaska keeps saying we're we're in a safe zone hovering in a cloud above all that dirt and grime and yes so and like random Elysium. wildness right like some Elysium, Elysium yes. shit like, yeah. <laughs> like Elysium. I'm not in that dirt no 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 like that that's for y'all like we don't get down with all of that I feel like whether it was the fans putting them in that spot or it was the artists themselves it's like but they still choose to do a music and be a part of a culture and an art form that's inherently messy. You know what I mean? Like you could jazz it up. You could wear as many beanies as you want. You know what I mean? Black hoodies and all that. Shit. But like, it's a mess. I mean, I th- I think there there's a few things here, right? Like, some of this is a matter of some of these dudes are really fucked up shit. Correct. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Really let, yeah. Let, let, let me pause because I haven't really yeah. said that shit. Like. That that's the part where listen, I don't, I don't even have a daughter like you do. I don't even have, I'm not one of these dudes to be like, well, until I had a daughter, I realized you know being a piece of shit towards women was wrong. Yeah. Like, no, that's wrong. Like, that's all, we all know that we're adults. Yeah. We're, whatever. Yeah. I, I just want to lay so, it out. So, so, so there, there's the level of like the real fucking like high level scumbaggery and violence and mm-hmm. violation that's just disgusting. There's a lower level down of dishonesty. True. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know that's something that's not exclusive to rap music or any form of music that's exclusive to life, right? Mm -hmm. There are people constantly have affairs. People constantly cheat on each other. 95% of art that is out there, like any TV show, any movie, it's like about damaged relationships, right? You know, people fucking up. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that element of it. And it's scummy. You know what I mean? Like you get older and you've, you've hurt people, or you've been hurt yourself, you realize how scummy that is. And that's something that you should grow from and, and try to mitigate and like get out of your life. Um, so like those things are there. And like, that's, that's the reality of the situation. I'm kind of forgetting where I was going with this, but <laughs> um, I mean, no. overall, I think that. Just saying like, know, like, like going out on tour, like choice, for, right? for me, when I went out on tour, it wasn't like I'm going out and I'm going to get girls. I'm going to get this. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't really about that. And I don't think, I mean, you know, it's underground rap. Like back then it was like mostly dudes, Mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, but I think that if you are going to live that lifestyle, then you probably shouldn't have somebody at home. Right. right? Yeah. Like Derek Jeter, bro. All them years playing in New York, he wasn't locked down. So, but Mm -hmm. I also think that Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be the person casting stones. And that's like a big issue Uh. in a lot of this that it's to me like that's the thing that really stands out and troubles me like and and i think it's you know the the people that were fucking straight predators like fuck them agreed they don't deserve any respect at all mm-hmm. you know agreed. what i mean but the ones who sunk their own boats by lecturing other people on how they should behave yes there how they how should live that? their lives how they are on Mount Pius as this symbol of goodness, only to find out that they're just fucked up like everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, they were like putting this image forward to hide their own problem. It's like, it's like Walter White trying to hide the fact that he's a drug dealer. Right. I can't you know, even call like, it all crumbles down on you. 
But look it's, how they come down on like people like Rick, uh, Ricky Ross and all like to me, I couldn't even put on a persona that long to have a rap persona. Like I just, yeah, it would be, a, it would require a lot of work. Um, but I mean, but there's a, there's a there's genuine personality flaw in those people, right? Yeah, like, or, or just, well, if, look, if you take on Doom or that, mm -hmm. um, that, that Asian magician from the prestige, if you take on <laughs> that role, you know what I'm saying? And that's it. Yeah. Okay. You, look, I'll give you that. Like, um, we have rappers. Um, shout out like Torito. He puts on yeah, the horns, and that's a rap persona. I'm not mad at those. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Maybe that's what's necessary for you to even get up on a stage or something. Right. Yeah, to put an armor on. But um, last, I'm going with you. It's just like that's to me. That's so much work to be. So I mean, that goes at anything. Anybody yeah. perpetrating some fraud, you, you got to keep up with your lies. Or you yeah. just saw me yesterday. What did you tell me? Because when you see me Thursday, it needs to line up. And then you saw whoever on Wednesday. You mm -hmm. talk like, I, I can't keep track of that. I need notes. No. Like, what's happening? Spreadsheets? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, I, it's hard enough for me to be myself. Yeah. So I'm not going to put on airs for even for a fan base because I, I couldn't hold it up. I'm no. going to lose that fan base. I'm 500 people that think I'm this way. Eventually, I'm going to slip up. And then that's going to be 500 people deriding me. I don't have that type of time. I'm old. Yeah. You know? But, but I think that comes with, with sort of, and, and I don't know if it's a chicken or an egg sort of thing, but it's like, you know, that fan base is looking for the safe artist or the artist looking for the safe yes. fan base. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like one, one of the things I've learned through, through my years making music, you cannot pick your fan base. Your fan base is going to pick you. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's right? a hard lesson and it comes, it rears its head over and over. It rears its head. But the one thing you can control as an artist is how you hold yourself and how you present yourself. Are you going to change who you are to satisfy that fan base? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to be you? And if that fan base comes along, cool. If they don't cool as well. Right. So there, there's right. an idea. I think that at least an idea that I, I kind of tinker with in my head that there are a lot of people that probably started making music from a noble perspective. Like, I just love making music. I want to make music. And then they start getting a taste of popularity with a group. Mm. Yes. And then they change who they are to meet the needs of that group. Right. We all see right. that coming, though. We all hear those stories. We do, we, we do but we all make them. a choice at some point whether we're mm. going to go that route or not. And that route's mm. the easier route. Like, yeah, like, like when, when Chappelle walked away from that because he was like, I was tired of having, like, frat dudes, whatever, like – laughing at the rick james shit but actually like kind of making fun of me and yeah. black culture as the butt yes. of the joke so i chose like press pause i don't want to keep going in this world mm -hmm. where i gotta appease these motherfuckers that are actually like insulting side so, note i would i do want to deride i'm using that word i want to actually like condemn there's a lot of um comedians in general and white comedians um specifically that are imitating what they think are black women and that has made them popular. They're doing this caricature when they do the, 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 the um, demonstrate, being demonstrative and loud mm. and snapping. It is very, very off-putting, but I didn't know it was making people famous. Yeah. Um, so like, my thing is like, I bring that up to be like, so rap is good for you to put on, right? In these mm -hmm. certain situations and, and right. use all that and the fame that comes from that, but hey, so minute I get in my vestibule, I'm unzipping my wrap suit, I'm hanging it up. Right. And I'm going to be a 
normal person. Right. Like it's it, it, you don't get one without the other. There's nothing no. wrong with us. You know, we're like, it, and I think really it, it always breaks all the way down to we're just the um, lowest on the totem in terms of um, respect for musical output. Nobody yeah. respects what we do. So one, people think they can just do it. People think they can dip their toe into it. Yeah. People think they can do a cleaner version of it. People think they can do it better than us. Yeah. They've been tolling over it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so let me, let me throw these... this at you then. Let me throw this at you yeah. then, right? Because it's kind of like the, the, the wheels are grinding in my head as you, as you talk about this. It reminds me of, you know, 15 years ago when David Stern did the fucking NBA dress code, right? And this yeah. was, you know, at the height of the super fucking baggy thug state property all that shit, do rags, tattoos were first coming to the league, cornrows all day, fat dripping canes. Yeah, like comfort velo- wear. Very 10X velour tracksuits on the sidelines. And when he when he hit that button to be like, nah, 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 you gotta dress like you're coming to work. What you know, and everyone's like, that's kind of fucked up and racist, whatever. Um what I think he was trying to remove was like the street element. The street element of the NBA, right? So I which was funny was like, because, which is funny because a lot of the outfits were centralized as bad as they were in athletic gear. Nobody right. was nobody was rocking jeans and things of that nature or hoodies, straight up hoodies. Yeah. They were mostly wearing track suits, but right. of the baggy that was variety. The look. Like that was a yeah. look, like but, 03 or four or whatever. But, but remember, like another player would just would just wear back. team gear. Right. Portland Trailblazer on it. Rick yeah, Brunson was. Mm-hmm was popular for wearing his stupid ass team shorts every time he come back to Temple campus. Like I cared about what team he was trying out for. Yo, yeah, they give every tryout shorts. Rick Brunson. Yo, relax, he man. Flashing on me, dog. Don't, don't he come back with Nick shorts, Portland shorts, and be on Temple campus. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sorry. That's neither here nor there. Oh. But what I'm saying is like David Stern was trying to be like, though this like street again, unsafe, messy, dirty element. We don't want that yes. in our league, right? And not in our basketball. Not in our our basketball, quote unquote, right? So luckily yes. the NBA and the players got so ill with it. We're like, oh, worry, why can't all right now? I'm gonna make this look like the fly shit in the world. We're now basketball basketball is the most stylish motherfuckers on earth. And like, think about it. They probably are breaking those rules by word if you look at what the rules probably were. Yeah, because I think yeah, like now, collars now, and things that there yeah, was, there was like collars. restrictions to make yes. to make like those, those job interview those, outfits. Those, yeah. Where but job definitely interview now they push it. Like, no, they, 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 like, go, uh, they go ill with it. Like SGA, uh, looking fly Westbrook shit. has rips across his shirt. Like his chest is showing. Yeah. No shirts, Jordan no Clarkson. undershirts. Don't forget the, no undershirts. Yep. I follow mad NBA, like drip fucking accounts, Oh, Oh, um, your right? man, your man, um, uh, Crawford. He gets no, my, my man he is JP, uh, PJ Tucker, dog. That's my man. Oh, and I, I love Serge, Serge Ibaka. Serge, Serge Kevin Serge, Love. Serge. Kevin Love, the flyest white dude in the fucking league. But anyway, nah, you know, nah, he's not. Good. It, yeah, it, it's, it, you know, it's, it's MAGA Hayward. MAGA Hayward goes, goes nah, ham. MAGA Hayward, I don't fuck with MAGA Hayward, man. From the neck up, man, with the the haircut nah, and the, 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 the hair match. Nah, he has no swag whatsoever. Fuck him. I don't know. Celtics. I, he has no swag whatsoever. Okay, I but digress. I, I bring that up to say Stern was trying to erase the street element of ball, which is crazy. That's crazy. Right. So even in baseball, it's like 
No, no, no. When you come to the major leagues in America, we don't, we oh, don't here celebrate we go. And shit, right? Yeah. You don't do that yeah. shit. Like you do in DR and fucking Korea. Yeah. And you guys yeah, have a yeah, goddamn yeah. house party every time yeah. you get a fucking triple. No, 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 no. Inherently Act like you've been there before. Look down. Apparently, racial with a better yeah, like, place come do that. from, but don't no, 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 celebrate. No. We, don't we do just kind of right? American. We Act just like take, you've our, been here take our victories. We've been yeah. here before. Yeah. Act like you've been here before. Act like you've been here before, right? So, what I'm saying is like basketball is predominantly a sport where you can have fucking $40 and play a game with 10 dudes because a ball costs $40. Yep, hit them. If you play baseball, you need fucking bats, gloves, a place to play, cleats. Like Equip- that equipment. More money. Equipment. equipment. Hockey. Yes. You got you to rent a fucking people. Ring. You need hot. Yeah. You got to rent a fucking ring for 500 an hour, whatever it costs. Mm-hmm. How That's about expensive it? Shit. Football, yes. you need to get one ball. Yep, and, and, open, and you don't need a field, street or field. Right. Yep. All right. So, so football and basketball in America, people from fucking nothing make it in those sports because it doesn't cost shit to, to play the game. Right. That's you the parallel to football? soccer overseas. Right. Same thing with soccer. Right? Ball. Yep. So, so when Stern did that, it was like, no, 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 we're not. We don't want this street element. I'm like, but that's that's the entire point of, of basketball. You could play Thank it you. fucking anywhere with anybody, right? So with rap, here's my correlation. With rap, mm-hmm. it's like this is a poor black culture made in the Bronx in the middle of hell. We were talking about Vietnam, post-Vietnam America, when fucking yep. crime is horrendous, murder is unbelievable. And I hit you with the main thing. Off. And black kids could not afford music lessons. I'm one of the kids that actually went to, to try to learn guitar when I was younger. It was not hitting. You couldn't afford all the instruments. You could go learn an instrument. Get a tuba, dog. How much, how much are you running a tuba for every month? Come I'm lug that shit up to your apartment in Brooklyn. Yep. That's the, that, that's the main thing. You couldn't, right. you know, instrument, you know. I didn't have a right. baby grand in my apartment. So <laughs> right. You I, couldn't I do this shit in New York, right? Piano, so right? it's like you take that shit and it's like, and and you get, you know, Grandmaster Flash, you get Treacherous 3, you get all them cats early on, Busy B. You start evolving at Cold Crush, a Run DMC, yeah. all that. But like when you hit Run DMC, it's like, yo, we don't wear the spandex and this fucking futuristic disco shit. We are street motherfuckers, bro. We got the Derby. We got the Adidas. Like, everything is, like, we look like you could dress like this shit. Like, you could do it. And, 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 and more irony, I hate, I'm not liking the term, but, like, the reason it was a rap uniform, Alaska knows this, how many pairs of pants did you have? So I'm going to get my cleanest outfit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm going to keep it separate, right? right? We're going to keep this. I'm going to keep this Adidas suit separate, maybe even keep it <laughs> in the plastic. But when the party is jumping... Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And also, I can dance better in the clothing that's not torn or tattered. If it's yeah. original, it spins right. better, it works on the lonely and better. So that's why I have it. <laughs> and I want to look fresh when the yeah. one party a month, I'm looking dope and fresh. Don't matter if I borrowed my brother's jeans three days past. So my point yeah. is, that's where these outfits come from. Right. Not from opulence or no. from entitlement or, you know, inherit. It just, None of it. It's just... That's just not, that was not the concrete that brought, that came out, excuse me, the rose that came out the concrete. That's just not how it was born. That's not the the molecules in the Petri dish. So that that being said, we're growing from that. We don't always have to, you know what I'm saying? If I, you know, moving on up like Jefferson's, maybe I don't have to go back there. But at the (laughs) same time, you cannot deny the origins of it. You cannot deny the, the, the musical perfection that was born out of abject, nothingness we didn't yeah, right. have music lessons i there was no way i was going to go learn bach i didn't have that type of time but i could see five people standing in a corner mm. on the corner yep. somebody making music with their fucking mouth 
Right. And somebody catching the beat or yeah. walking the streets, boom boxes were prevalent. Music was everywhere. Let me just take a little bit of that. Or music, music used to be played out in the streets or in the courtyard. Yeah. People found out the samples work together because somebody walking by with a boombox is playing some Aretha here and somebody out a second floor window was playing some Barry White. Oh, that matches. Mm. That stubble field, it works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The ingenuity of it, of the poverty. So one right. thing can't happen without the Correct. other. So you can't, you can't go forth 40 years later and make music that does not at least honor that or just let it be known. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like You could put Allen Iverson in a fucking... Brooks Brothers suit, everything about this motherfucker is hip hop. And everything about this dude is no, exactly. and everything about this dude is he came from nothing in Newport News, Virginia. You so have to honor the work. originators. Like, look, Bob Cousy is revered. I know we're going off <laughs> last, <laughs> but Bob Cousy sucked. Mm -hmm. He yep. sucked as a basketball player. He was a bad basketball player. But what yeah. do we see? Dribbling, dribble, So when they like my fucking son with a little tyke's ball, when Kenny Anderson could dribble, all right, Koozie suck, but they might mention, and you know what I'm saying, you give it up, you have to, even if you know what I'm saying, even if, yeah, you got to, but he sucked. You know what I'm saying, but I want to build on something that you were saying, Castro, about like the origins and the roots. There's been even like a bit of a whitewashing on that, right? Like where it's been like. This is like a, it was a kumbaya love fest. Like that just like, it came out. It was like people wait, wait, finding wait. love and peace. But it's like, it came out of gang culture. Like b-boying yes. came out of gang culture. Like all of this and shit didn't hurt. come out of like as a kumbaya shit. It was aspirational. Like we're doing Set these parties, have. people are coming. So let's start to do more. We're going to get jewels. We're going to get girls. We're going to get out of here. Mm -hmm. And yes. it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh my here. God. It's like everybody gets flowers and everybody's friends and peace fucking last Thank you. Thank you so much for that, 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 that one of that main line. We're going to get out of here. The yeah. ghetto was not some cradle of civilization everybody was moving into. Cedric Avenue happened because Herc needed a way to kind of calm down this block-to-block -block violence with yeah. these gangs and stuff. And at the parties, what people noticed, nobody was fighting at the parties. And mm -hmm. if there was a conflict, they were going to dance, battle it out. And so mm -hmm. I'm going to keep playing. And you know what else? I'm going to play all the way all night because I'm going to keep them from fighting and shooting mm. or stabbing or it's whatever the through the it's night. The deterrent. Thank yes. you. And, and, it, and it brought people together the same way that church calms everything down. They look at the wire. Yeah. That comes from a long time. That's why yeah. churches were on, 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 on street blocks and corners because it at least makes you chill out on yes. the Sabbath. That's you know what I'm saying? So hip hop was calmed down. Like summers were hot. Like I, I make fun of how I remember New York, but those, when, when, when it's hot in a city like New York, violent Impressive. spikes, people's attention are, are short. Yeah. People's attention spans are short. People's tempers are short. Um, youngsters are going through it. I ain't got no work this week and it's burning up. And all mm -hmm. I got is a hydrant outside spritzing me. There's no AC in my house. So I'm not right. even inside because it's too hot. My bill's cut off. This party right. is, is killing me out. We sweating, but we having a good time. So the, yeah. the conditions that bore this great music can never be forgotten. You right. can't wipe it away. And um, I don't even know, Alaska, what they would say. They probably would say some record exec was, you know, watching some boys, you know, dancing uh, well, at Lincoln, Lincoln Center. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of it's in the people who document it too, right? Like a lot of the books, okay. like a lot of the books are written by like 
from a university perspective or well, you know those like, are the ones with the camera the star wars i'm not knocking yeah. but those who 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 had a camera in the 70s could follow around graph artists yeah but right. somebody at a university probably semi-affluent yeah. with some type of budget whether it was student yep. or you know a white professional so you're mm -hmm. right those people that the, the photographers i don't i didn't know any kid that had a, a camera that wasn't disposable in the uh, i mean <laughs> i was born in the late 70s in the 80s none of us had no camera well, like it wasn't polaroids even, and shit no shit yeah, like fade away after there would maybe so. one kid like z there would be a kid his name would be photo and he had a polaroid <laughs> <laughs> Or the plastic, the big plastic joint, the big plastic. Right. Plastic. So documented our was, uh, photo joint. So documented was sacred. That's why the Basquiat um, documentation is so sacred because it's very little pictures right. of the guy because nobody was really invested in it like that per se because that was a money thing. It costs money to develop film, to hold on to film and get it down to um, mm -hmm. you know things. So again, the people documenting it last great. Those were white people that took that interest in, uh, um, and did try to place some value into it, but also those were the gatekeepers of that information so that people yeah. can inject and um, take themselves out and write the stories how they want. Yeah. Um, and I think just in America in general, there is like a fetishization of struggle. Oh, yeah. Well, right. well so, struggle through the glass. Can I look, can I look like a Yeah, person? yeah, exactly. Like yeah. And I, I, I don't know if that's uniquely too. American or not, or if it's just a uniquely, or if it's just a human thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it goes back to the um, your driver, slow down to watch the car crash. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you know, you want it. Oh, what's that? Zoos. Yeah. And oh, man, this thing is dangerous. But I got my windows up or the gates mm -hmm. are up. But I want to look in. And I remember to me, I mean, it happened way before last, but the fever pitch was NWA. They, they, yeah. Some white people and they couldn't get enough of learning about these cats. And it was I was in the East Coast. So it also mm -hmm. was about we didn't know West Coast, like, at all, like, what was going on over there, except, like, maybe a movie or two. So to hear it, like, actually put verbally, like, I love that they were explicit because it was like, mm -hmm. that's what it's supposed to be. This is what's going down. The blocks. I, I remember not even knowing um, certain L.A. streets. Nah, why the fuck areas know that? There was no right, Google right. Maps. Right. You know, but, but, like, but, like, my larger what? point with, like, talking about all this shit, which is so fucking important, is that like you said, the rose that grew from concrete, it's like you can't, you can't participate in an art form that also gave us NWA and fucking two live crew and Flavor Flav, like, and Old Dirty, like genuinely brilliant, incredible, original cats that were profane or wild or misogynistic or grimy or, or, or kind of like made you look away for a second, but you didn't want to look away. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't do that. You can't be in that world. And, and I'm sure most of these cats that were outed or had slander or shit thrown against them, they know who, they, they know those artists. They, they probably like them. They were fans. But see, you bring that up a lot. You always question a, a rapper or a rap fan that doesn't like what we would call regular art. You don't like right. too short? Like, how can you deny? So people, this, this, this is what I'm getting at, right? So think about this. Okay. So like, if you're, if you're one of them safe haven ass cats. So remember, remember Tribe, like Tribe being Alaska said, it's probably on a white rapper episode. Tribe is in that space of like all white people like Tribe Call Quest. Mm -hmm. All punk motherfuckers, suburb moms, mm -hmm. your fucking babysitter, your dad. Mm -hmm. You could put on Tribe for them. They could fuck with Bonita. They could fuck with uh, Steve Biko. Because Tribe mm -hmm. is like smooth. It's not very aggressive. A classic okay. example of a classic. date rape. But, and, right, uh, but that, that uh, don't come up there, right? So, but here, sex here's, on a platter. Right, and, uh, I'm getting that. Okay, this is my point, right? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Okay, peep this. 
So when I was young, I always looked at tribe and fucking De La and them. It's like, okay, native tongues. But to me, they weren't the same as like Biggie or fucking Warren G. Or boss. Or House of Pain boss. Or boss or Onyx, yeah. right? So I've been right, watching right. a box all day. And when you were watching a box, you could see some wild fucking videos that weren't on MTV or VH1, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I would see all the fucking videos for Throw Your Guns in the Air and Wu-Tang and nothing to fuck with. And then there would be Tribe for a ward tour and all that, right? And I was always like, yo, these dudes are like, I never classified them in my own head as like the same as all those cats. They were like in their own like quote unquote safe world, right? And then I got the Boomerang soundtrack. And there's the song Hot Sex. But I mean, even electric relaxation. Right, but but we can't decode it just But I'm saying, but I'm saying calling a song Hot Sex on a platter and then when we when Q-Tip says, where you at to all the brothers with the funk? I'm the undercover brother. Dump your hoe in the trunk. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, these dudes are wild. Like, as a kid, I was like, oh, these aren't just, like, some, you know, happy-go-lucky right. dudes on the corner on one side of the world. Like, they're here, too. When I heard that song, I'm like, oh, like, they do fuck with, like, Two Live Crew or whoever else in my mind at the time was making, like, sex rap or whatever you want to say. Right, so them doing that shit, and like even less to say about like electric relaxation, you know, like bust off on your couch now, you got Siemens furniture. Like, that is not some shit you can play with your aunt in the car going to fucking church. You know what I mean? All right, let's like, do this. <laughs> let's do this. Let's hop into another break, and when we come back, I want to kick off the talk about gangster rap and how that title and C. Dolores bitch ass made people <laughs> willingly miss fantastical musical moments. You didn't listen to Ice Cube because he's a gangster rapper? You didn't get educated? You didn't listen to Doggy Style and miss that Mm. musical explosion? For real, almost unmatched musically because it's gangster rap. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I want to come back. I want to jump into that. All right, word. All right, Hey, yo, Q! Hey, yo, Q! It's Wrecking Crew. Raheem's Lament, the new project from me, myself, Zilla Rock, and Curly Castro. Prem Rock, Small Professor. Available exclusively on Bandcamp via WreckingCrew.Bandcamp.com. We got all your favorite Wrecking Crew affiliates, homies on there. People you already know, I don't need to list them off. Go grab that joint right now. And then you could also grab the official first ever piece of Wrecking Crew merch designed by Quandry himself. You can get the five panel hat or you can get the black snapback. Joints are shipping now. Alright? Raheem Clement, all types of wild shit on there. We got Arm and Hammer on there. We got Willie Green on there. We got Jason Griff on there. We got Quandry Messiah Music. We got new career crooks for me and Small Pro. Blue Edwards, the new group. Curly Castro and Small Pro. We got exclusive Prem Rock joints on there. Yo, it's crazy. Check it out right now. Raheem's Lament. Peace. Boom. Call Out Culture. We're back. We were just promoting all of our fucking music you can buy. Me and Alaska got a record coming out. Cargo Cult. We kicked off the episode with the world premiere of one of our songs. You yeah, bitch. UX. UX. Yeah. Oh, that open episode? Yeah, you didn't. Thanks you for telling listening. me. You didn't weren't listening. Yeah, to the in production studio. Thanks. Thanks for telling me, Brad. Bong Cargo Cult. for you, Brad. Yeah. Y'all ain't know fucking, we had a crew. We got yeah, the album Brad. Nihilist Millennial. We had a crew. He's pre-order. Bandcamp day, September fourth. Yeah. Noted. Curly Castro voted vehemently against that title 
and I was outvoted. And shouts to Sleep Sinatra was like, yo, that title's hard. I was like, you're right. That title yeah. is hard. Bomb. Nihilist millennial cargo cults, Alaska rapping all day. No song on it named Nihilist. No song on it named Millennial. Nope. No, it's There's a, a song called Pinky Toe. No title. I'm a, track. Well, no I'm a nihilist title and track. he's the millennial. Oh, no. Please. Oh, we are, I'm the we're, nihilist. We're body he's the title. I'm the no. DJ. There's I'm no the nihilist. He's the millennial. <laughs> I'm the no nihilist. He's the millennial. There you go. I'm Boom. Very Look at that, man. No title track. Fucking. When was the last I don't think, I don't think I've ever done track. a record that's had a title track. Even uh, like I'm about to for the first time ever. I'm about to. The first word is the title. I've done that before. Like one of the words. I always think no? it's cheating. I always think it's wild lazy. But I'm, I'm about to be a victim to it. I'm about to I do victim. say millennial in a song, and I, I'm pretty sure I say nihilist in a song. You Two definitely say songs. nihilist, yeah, but not yeah. right. Wait, Z, you have a song called High Gun on High Gun? No, no, no. I have a, we have a song called Never at Peace on the Career Crooks album, Never at Peace, yeah. which I've never done. I've been, I've been I thought vehemently you, I thought it was against a different name. it as well. I thought, it was, um, I, I thought it was like Peaceful or something like that. Nah, peaceless. Never at peace. Yeah. Never at peace. Peaceless. I think. If, if there's a second Cargo Cult album, I want to have I want the album to be called Cargo Cult, and I want oh, the first God. single to be Cargo Cult. Wow, <laughs> Cult so it'll first, be like so Big Country. So first, you're biting because Shrapnel's. It would have been better. Album's called Shrapnel. Method Man. Yeah, but did you have a Method. song called Shrapnel? No. no, we had no. no no plans to have a song called Shrapnel. Album. See, there you go. It's like Big Country. I don't know if you're. But it was it was called Shrapnel for specific. It's almost very specific branding reasons. Like we needed to. Wait, didn't, didn't Wang Chung? Out. Isn't there a song Wang Chung tonight? And the group's called Wang Chung. Yeah, but I don't know if their album was called. Wang but is that like that existentialism? Like, where are we getting to? A third person? That, that, that shit is like. But this song's also it? called Everybody Wang Chung tonight. And the band is so, Wang Chung. Right. Yeah. Got you. So he's like, like everybody was, um, be part of the band, or everybody do the Wang Chung. It's uh. Or everybody embody Wang Chung. Okay. Everybody There's a lot that goes. Well, I'm telling you. I mean, tonight. I know. Listen, I know we're weird, but me in perspective is very important on songs. Like first person, second person, mm -hmm. like it gets, it gets there. Yeah. Especially since Doom hit like a meteor, he blew it all out the water with first and, and second perspective. Because sometimes he's he changes it mid song. He is the person. He's looking at the person. The person did it to him. He did it to the right. person. He's not there. You right. know, remember he ain't the even villain. There. So villain. I don't know. All right, so you want to talk about gangster rap, Curly Castro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Coke like, Commander. so my thing is like, so let's look at that label. It was it was a very um, polarizing label, and it was political, highly political, and inherently racist. Correct. So what it allowed allowed um, the powers that be to corner this type of music um, because of its popularity. Trust and believe. It goes with, it goes with sampling rules. If you ain't mm -hmm. popular, ain't nobody gonna sue you for a sample. And mm -hmm. if these if this music wasn't popping and taking over the country. Nobody would have popped up. People like C. Dolores Tucker, they were trying to pop up and annihilate it with their um, demonstrations and their yeah. lawsuits and things of that nature. And look, um, I'm not. George Bush I don't have any, tried to run on it. I don't. Have, I don't have any living children, but I am a parent mm -hmm. in many ways, so I can understand you trying to censor things and, 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 and that nature. But like, you label some gangster rap, and somebody out there didn't listen to Ice Cube specifically because of that. Mm -hmm. Ice Cube was a whole lesson. Was a whole yep. school um, four year cycle. Those those first couple of records specifically. You didn't listen to to to, to doggy style. You didn't listen to the music on there. So yes, the um, the language was yeah. Thank you. But the language yes, spicy as it was, um, you know. But definitely, it, it was done in a way because you knew that if they did it another way, it might have muted their expression. Like mm -hmm. let's be real, these guys are just coming up the street. This is how they had to rap. Because they mm -hmm. just started that way. I don't think anybody was rapping like, hey, let me see how many times I can say 
shit fuck ass in this verse. That wasn't right. the point. This is how I talk. So when I'm when I'm coming up with my lines and 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 it also it would just it would easily paint the swab. But I brought up C. Dolores Tucker. It would easily villainize this type of music. But I brought her up because behind the scenes, while she was doing all that, she was trying to have her own stake in Death Row yes. and, and create her yeah. own music. She's a like she wanted slime to create ball. like now the now versions and the kids bop. She wanted to do something like yes. that, clean versions because she didn't want to discredit the sales. Oh, we love the platinum That's what I'm saying. records. Yeah. But let me just let me have a part of the censored platinum records and then we could say we did this together and ho hum and I can make this money. So what is it? You know what I'm saying? You re- are you protecting your children or are you trying to make a political move cuz let's not let's not also forget that she also game. had she had Congress aspirations. She was trying to get into the game. She definitely mm-hmm. was trying to get into the game. And she this was, was a in big the game topic. Already, wasn't yes. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, she, she was definitely stay in, the in the game. game. Stay in the game and elevate herself in the game. So what is it really? You know what I'm right. saying? So it, it, it's good for a while, but it's not. So you want to be part of the business, but this language is so vile. You want to crush these things with a steamroller. You can't have it both ways. Right. You can't. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is like, you have to honor the beginnings. <clears throat> you can't discredit the origins, whether you like it or not. And you have to pay homage. Like nobody is a is a grand piano player and don't play Bach or give them their props. You do it almost automatically. But yeah. since rap is seen like this gutter thing, I'm not going to give Grandmaster Flash his props. I'm not going to give Onyx their props because they're bald head and they yell. Are you kidding right. me? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, please. Let's look That's at this. Right. How many how many people adore John Lennon? Oh, he, listen, millions, no, I, right? I have, him, I, I, right? I have a mouse pad I've had for like 15 years at John Lennon where he's wearing a New York City yeah. t-shirt. Yeah, the motherfucker abused women left and right. Correct. And, and he people, was a scumbag. And people, but they're, they're, scumbag. none of look. that is attached to him. Right. Right. You know, I mean, I know that this may be a controversial opinion, but Michael Jackson fucked children. Yo, shout, shout to Brian Ennels on and the Infinity he's not canceled. album. When he like says, we still deify him. Yo, Brian yeah, Ennels like, says that shit. Brian Ennels says, shouts to Brian. He was like, he says, Michael Jackson molested children, but fuck it, turn ABC up. <laughs> but I'm some saying, people, like, that's the thing. Do, like, so, right. so we, we conflate these separate. ideas of, like, the song, yes. Yes. like, because they're saying something in a song, it's bad. Right. Versus what people are actually fucking doing. Which well, kind of goes like, back to like the this. original message that we were talking about. I had, I had like, a conversation about the whole time, Alaska. Let me, let me just interject. Yeah. R. Kelly, when you find out what he did, accused of being doing, or all the yeah. smoke around him says he does. Every yeah. song about a woman then, you have to turn it down, and it is about a 14, 15-year-old. Yeah. That's what he was writing about. That's what he likes. Mm-hmm. But can, so, can we even can go separate? back a little bit? Because... He yes. was with Aaliyah when she was 16 years old was in the right 90s. Yes. And she mar- he married her. In the her. 90s. Yes. And, and her, her album was called AJ Nothing But a Number, Thank produced you. by R. Kelly. Then, then we look at, it. right now everybody's fucking apoplectic, right? Yes. Like I see people like, oh my God, he did a song with him back in the day. Like we can't even look at that. Or they had that album together. But I guarantee you those motherfuckers in 2008 were like trapped in the closet as the illest shit ever created. Yes. You know, like, this shit has been out in the public. It's been known. You look at Harvey fucking Weinstein. That shit has been known. That, People that was didn't care me. until it became yeah. inconvenient to care about it. Fam, I saw right? the R. Kelly video. The yeah, OG internet video. And I like saw it too on VHS. Yes. What, 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 what year did you see it? I'll tell you when I saw it. Whatever the fuck it came out, 
right? And because yeah, he's playing in sync in the background. I was like, this yeah, is man. fucked up. Wait, right? let me let me mess your head up more. The room he's in with the underage girl, because it's yes. more than obvious. There's more multiple women on the tape. You can tell the underage girl is there because you can tell the difference between her and the other women. Yes, the her body. The room he's in, the room he's in, the wood paneling. Yes, the wood paneling. And these oh. ficus like fake trees. Yes, he just horrible. did an MTV special touring his house with the same room behind them doing part of the main interview. Yes. And he's playing fucking NSYNC on like a clock radio. That shit was fucking disturbing. And I'm working at a record store and fucking four months Chocolate later. Chocolate Factory. Safe. Chocolate Factory comes out. Thank we you. We couldn't keep the shit in stock, dog. Oh, I don't care. The that, and, and Alaska, to me, that wasn't the first time I seen a majority, a lot of black people. Michael Jackson is actually the first time I should acknowledge it. But this is like the first major time I heard people say, well, I don't really care. I just like the music, especially yeah. with like it was like Chocolate yeah. Fact. It was so hypnotizing. Okay, because yeah. it was a great record that they couldn't like. Ooh, I don't want to not like them just yet. Come on, you got. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to cancel them just yet. Just give me. Just give me this record one more, and then we could cut it off there. It Let me tell you this right now, dog. I was at the clubs before fucking all white people indoctrinated into wokeness. Ignition Remix would come on at the fucking clubs. At the Turn it up. And people would go fucking crazy. Well, let me ask you this, because it seems like a racial thing. Alaska, you could chime in. What was what were white people's perspective on like being an R. Kelly fan when the stuff started coming to a head? Or even Michael Jackson fan? Was there was I don't know, man. It was just y'all didn't it uh, was I mean like, I mean, like you're always gonna have people of all sizes and shapes and ages like strongly defending it because they love these motherfuckers. They don't want to hear that shit. Michael Jackson fans get on the top of cars and release dubs and Yeah, like like, like that's a even... different level, man. That's, that's like Kobe <laughs> fans, Eminem fans. Like these are a different breed of motherfucker. Like yeah. you can't Beyonce fans like they're yes, they're in yeah. a cult. Like they're literally yeah, yeah. cult members. Yeah. Cult. And they're yeah. so loud yeah, and yeah. fucking crazy. I'm just telling you like first hand experience working at a record store when these shits were out, being in clubs, bars, chilling None of the, that, that didn't stop the flow of these fucking. I listen to oldies '98 in Philly, taking my son to school. They play fucking Billy Jean every day. Like it hasn't stopped. Pyt, that shit is on. It hasn't. Oh, stopped. let me. I want to hit you with this. Let me hit you with this. Ultimately, it comes down to this: you have your preferences and you're a fan, but don't let your moral compass be controlled by the artist that you're invested in, and don't let anybody um, judge you on that. The same way we say, video games don't cause kids to get guns and go shoot up schools no matter how many first person I played so many fucking video games in my life Sam. so horrible I, I've been music in two three fights ever is not gonna infect your your children because that's what isn't that always the, the um the flag yeah. gotta save the kids because nobody's gonna question you when you're talking about protecting children but it's thinly it's, veiled it's to the most surefire way to be able to say whatever the fuck you want with no clapback thank you for what thank so, you what do you mean by that when, when, like when you're like, you, think of the children. Think of the children. Like the oh, yeah, Simpsons character. Sad. Think of the children. Think of the yes. children. And by using that, it's it's a stupid-ass Trojan. Not stupid, of course, think of the children, but it's very much a Trojan horse to be um, excluded from... Um... Sorry, my cat's about... Hey, 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 hey. Get your ass down. It's, it's a very surefire way to be excluded from um, critique or um, yeah. or even blowback. Nobody's going to say anything. And that's yeah. the same. And, and again, bringing it all the way back around, that's the same thing about this PC rap. It's like you're trying to be above and excluded okay. from that. Oh, we don't yeah. do that. We don't. Do we that. do this. Yes, you yeah. do do that because you're doing this. Yeah. Understand the metaphor. Right. You exactly. are doing that. You just do it like this. But don't think you're not doing that. Don't think that that is 
cut off from you because umbilically you're all connected. We're Correct. all guilty mm -hmm. by Thank association. You. Get the yes. fuck out of here. We're in it. So, so the, the, this, this, this is something I want to talk about. This is new, okay? So Rolling Stone online reviewed Nas's album, King's Disease. And some cat named Dan Danny Schwartz, I don't know this motherfucker. He gave, so I don't, I don't feel the need to be polite. I don't know. He gave, he gave a Nas album two and a half stars. <laughs> All right. I'm, listen, I try to be a respectful person. I try to be fucking you do, very you do. polite and, and you show people. Okay. Now, it's, I, I don't read fucking reviews. I have my own opinion about the Nas record. I like it. Um, cool. Whatever. When I read this fucking review, it's like of that ilk of like, this is a person who has never listened to Nas, who hey, is first 23 off. years old, trying to make $150 to do a, a review for fucking Nas, all right? To review Nas. So what he does is this person like crams and listens on Spotify to Illmatic and it was written and reads a lot of shit so he can sound like, oh, I know, I know what's up, right? But I know this motherfucker doesn't listen to Nas because the entire reason of this dude Given the Nas album, two and a half stars out of five. That's a bad look. Tell him. Like, just a, just Tell him what he bases Given the album, two and a half stars is, it's all about Nas's ideas about women. Okay? He has two full entire paragraphs, he says, about Nas's petty misogyny. And let's just, for the listeners, or if people didn't listen to the record, how many songs are about women on this record? Just in, just in what? I, like, I don't fucking know. Three? No, but even, even, even at the most three, and I think it's two. One specifically, and then other opinions about women that come in and in and out of songs. Yo, he oh, said, doesn't he quote? Oh my God! Wait a second. What? Doesn't he quote the um deeper? I must have grew a couple inches line. Is that in there? I think so. Probably. Whatever. And Who that's a line? fucking line. That's, that, that's a terrible. And I, and, and, but it was in a run. And it right. actually wasn't inherently sexual. It was just metaphorically no. what, speaking. What he doesn't say is like, yo, Car 85 is fucking fire. Like, that song is the shit. He doesn't I'm say I'm just saying that. about that he line. It was say, just that, that's a red herring to me. Like, right. he it's not sexual. Say, like, the line's before and after. It has nothing to do with women. It just has something to do with yeah, the like, metaphor like going he, deeper. He, gives the album, he doesn't even say like, yo, the first five songs are the best fucking five song run Nas has had in 20 some odd years. Like, is there anything positive in the review? Does he, is there objective, is there any objective positivity uh, in the review? Um, he just, just, I'm just I mean, curious. listen, listen, don't, listen, we, 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 we all know we had a Nas episode last year. You guys can go fuck with that lineage of greatness. We have our own thoughts on Nas's lifelong cats, right? We, we, we are invested in this dude. We love him. However, he's a flawed dude. Okay. That, that makes him interesting. But you know what, Nas, you're going to get some ham-fisted weirdo fucking takes on whatever the ills of the world today are. And then whatever fucking strange pieces of history he decides to pull together at any moment like that's gonna be it's gonna be a sloppy fucking output like you know that like we're not shocked at these things okay but what you don't expect is a dude to expect nas who's what 45 years old nas has been signed since he was fucking 18 right his entire life has been i am a major label million dollar artist okay and this dude says quote the biggest and most immovable turd of all is Nas's petty misogyny. He spends an equal amount of time wishing women would stay in their place. He takes a cheap shot at Doja Cat, a woman he may or may not know. He, Wait, he after arrived, Doja Cat embarrassed herself 
and made Boy, herself folly for rap. I don't even know Doja Cat. I mean, Cat. I've like, seen all of woke t- Twitter taking shots at Doja Cat. Yeah, she, she. Like, I don't even know who the fuck she is. I, I don't even know. So I, I can tell you what she did. She was caught. She was she was light skinned and she's mixed, but she was caught in um almost like okay. white supremacist chat rooms. Word. Um, okay. Throwing throwing wait 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 throwing the n word around. Right. Cool. So cool. this happened before this record came out. But so let's protect her because Nas is a piece of shit. But let's the line her. about Doja Cat is in response to her being caught out there. Well, I thought he said, like, the song's called Ultra Black, and he says the opposite of Doja Cat he's talking about things being Bang. ultra black. And she looks yes. wild, like, light-skinned yes. to me. I never yeah. seen And, and she has right a controversy now. thing. So my thing is, like, oh. it's timing to it, too. Cool. So it's not just a woman I'm okay. targeting. All right, good. I didn't know that. So, but yeah. apparently Nas is not allowed to do that. Okay. Nope. And this guy says, quote, his indignation rises to a fever pitch on the definition where he arrives on the topic of Gail King, the TV journalist who brought up Kobe's rape allegations on the day of his death. That was kind of fucked up the day it happened. Also, didn't we talk about that? Yes, we did. And everybody came to Gail King. Rape allegations and, the day this motherfucker dies. And um, Snoop had to do some weirdo apology because he's in that world when he oh, was he actually right and cursing and threatening her. He was wilding. But he had, he but you know, Snoop's in that world. He's on ABC sometimes. So he had to issue okay. an apology. And Gail King has never pull that back she's still um, remember lisa leslie was sitting in front of her kobe bryant's best friend right correct and, and she okay. brought that up so that that's what people forget like there I you go if she was okay. a woman it could have been a male interviewer but right. it was inappropriate and that's right. why she so, was um, attacked so all right so the next paragraph is all about denying Kalisa's allegations and carmen bryant about him fucking them up and whooping their ass and then he says you know nas has male victimhood and he goes off on cancel culture he takes aim and elise um, he, a man who had to live publicly relationships couldn't hide his police right. relationship it was right there in the no. front and the Carmen relationship people found out about the, the shared rap inter, interrelationships of people that dated her after he had her kid he had no control over that I'm being super part, but I'm just saying all I'm saying is this Nas is 45 fucking years old number one like we said he's one of the best story writers and most Incredible conceptual minds ever. How do you know he's talking about Khalees and Carmen Brown? Thank you. He's not an ugly man. That? He's super famous. He's probably dated 40 more women than we even aware of. Can we just at least admit that? Mm-hmm. What are we thinking? He's a slouch. He, he, we didn't know he was married. He didn't he wasn't connected with more than um Carmen with the with Destiny and Khalees with Knight. So he only has two kids. So it's not like, oh, you know, he's a eunuch and every song is about these three women. Right. And, and you know, I mean. I'm gonna give a parallel. So they do that with Big Sean because everybody knows he dates, you know, Ayaka. But that seems like that's the only one. What do you think? He only dated her since high school or something like that? What do right. you think? High school sweetheart? What are you, what are you crazy? What are you, are you serious? But I think right. also this is the hyper, um, the hyper essentialism of reality TV. So when you see these people in these but relationships on these like shows, this, right? This dude, this dude, yes, this dude's coming from a perspective of yeah. Nas. His politics suck, and he's been accused of beating two different women or a legend i don't know yes sure he also wrote a song called dr knockboot he also wrote a song called remember the time which is one of the most disgusting fucking vivid gross grotesque rap songs about sex ever like this is not that. a dude in i his think i always 20, think of michael jackson 30 year career of him being a pious man with women horizontal how i have him fucking me in the ben's wagon like that's 96 like this this dude has never pretended to be. And give the other side of the coin. Cat. And What's give up? the other side of the coin. He has some great songs about women. Last Black dance girl, with my mom. Black girl lost. Black Daughters. girl lost. Daughters. The so, last dance know, with my mother. 
You know what I'm saying? Of course. So he's got some. So I, is that it? But my question usually is that an article? Is there any no? That? This is what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is this dude is expecting Nas because we are in a fucking PC P's and Q's world of of now, which quote unquote everyone should be in line with. He's expecting Nas, who's never, ev fucking ever. I, when I was 12, I went to hell for snuffing Jesus. Mm-hmm. He thinks this motherfucker who said that shit to pop off is going to make, like, quote-unquote, better decisions or choices with his songs. But like, goes back to my central point. This shit is messy. Nas is not fucking clean. Like who? Drake right. stealing an accent? Like, who, I'm trying, what is the better know. version of this Nas record? Who? who, who I don't who, know. Artists, right. Right. So is right. he supposed to censor himself? Mac- is he supposed Macklemore? to not tell stories? I don't know. I don't know what the, what the answer is. Macklemore? Right. I'm just saying, like, expecting Nas to be safe rap. Like, so this dude who wrote it, I'm like, you love this safe rap shit. Yeah, like, why are you writing this review weird. about Nas? Your whole day the, knocking on it. What's up? The funny thing is I'm looking through his Twitter, mm-hmm. and he seems to fetishize Black Struggle. Oh, shit. Mm. Um, he Let's likes talk about it. Let's talk real about sort it. of like shitty acts for the most part hmm. from what I've seen. You know, like I don't know what his personal taste, but the shit he writes about like is who? like um, so like I mean let me just look back and see. Um, yeah. Writing about Lil Wayne, writing about um, yeah, he, I mean, he, you know, he does like some good stuff like Kamasi Washington and fucking Thundercat. Um, but definitely some low-hanging fruit. And I'm not yeah, saying some low-hanging fruit, lo- but low-hanging um, fruit. He writes about, like, drill shows happening in Brooklyn. Like, he's kind of just, like, hipster kid, right? right. So I think, I think, look, we, we've all talked about this a lot amongst ourselves. There's an entire school of media critics who Get came em. into a landscape where they're not needed anymore. Get them. They Get have them. no sort of authority over what people listen to, no, what people want. What no. people care about, what no. matters. No. Their voice, like the thing that they trained and hoped for their whole life to be no longer exists. Correct. Right? It's like people that were photographers thinking that they're going to have like, you know, this right. great job. Yep. People don't need photographers shooting, anymore. Shooting for Vogue for 30 Yeah, you years. know what I mean? Like that, oh, those jobs have case. dried up. There's very few people that can do that. So now instead of actually writing about the music and talking about the music, they have to make everything a political statement because Correct. that actually carries currency in the online world. It doesn't actually carry any real currency with fucking, but it gets you that clickbait. Nope. but it, it gets, gets you, you clicks. Bait. And the more clicks you get, the more popular you get, because that's the only thing that drive traffic to these dying ass medias that don't fucking nope. matter. Anymore. But how can a nobody needs Rolling Stone? Who the fuck themselves? reads Rolling Stone anymore? Nobody. How can Nobody's read Rolling Stone in like 20 them, years. But if you were inspired by Rolling Stone 20 years ago, how can you look at yourself as a writer when you're, you know, when you're, um, you're trying to line your pockets with clickbait and just headlines yeah. that did dissolve yeah. after the first two paragraphs? Yeah. You know how look, I know the, this the dude The greatest is writer ever for Rolling Stone is Hunter S. Thompson. That's it. You know how I know this dude is bullshit? You ready for this? I'm looking yeah. at this whole shit. And this, this is some Wikipedia fucking YouTube ass review this kid put together. He, at no point, he references Illmatic in the first sentence. Right? Literally. Yeah. And then he mm-hmm. references fucking Belly in there. Okay, great. He talks about Hit Boy production one time. And at no point does he say, and then Nas's story career. 
Nas has never worked with one producer for an entire mm-hmm. until now. Which is, the, which says, is 50% of this record's right. um, story. 50% of the story is the Hip Boy. He says <laughs> Hip Boy's production on the album, which definitely weaves hazy horns, samples, muted drums, is particularly at backdrop during these moments of nostalgic reverie. That's, he doesn't say Hip Boy. So he does the again. one long, he does the one run-on sentence to describe production, and that's it. One Use time. It in like six he notes. talks about fucking production one time on a fucking rap album on Nas's album produced by one man. Bullshit. Because his you are bullshit. doesn't matter. The, the whole fucking medium that he's involved in doesn't matter anymore. Because when that album comes out, I could go to Spotify and listen to it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't need somebody to tell me what I think about it. Right. And Whether if I, I want to look at what we think about, I'll scroll up to look at the reviews right below it. I'm not going yeah, far. Where I listen to him, I I'm listen to Nas on Zane Lowe on fucking Beats Radio because I have Apple Music. And or, he talked about the album for an hour. Yeah. I was like, or, oh, or, or I'll, I'll go to Twitter and just talk with my friends about it on Twitter. Or I'll go to the rating and trust a rating system that says 64 rating. I don't know who these people are. And oh, they gave me three and a half stars. There we go. I don't know who they are. How do I know? He's not an anomaly, right? Right. Right. He is, and and it's not even him. It's like basically. The standard. The medium of reviewing anything now has to be seen through that lens. Correct. Right? It has to be seen through either a woke lens or a fucking MAGA lens. So a, a controversial lens. It has yeah, to, it has, has to be a lens that survives tricks, right? So that's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter if the album's good or not. It doesn't matter about no. anything. It matters about if I can get people to talk about what I said. Right, like right. you would go back to like the old source reviews or just old music reviews, you learned about the record. Correct. You didn't learn about the fucking writer's opinions on shit. No, I didn't give, give a, a fuck. fuck what the writer thinks about shit. I'm not fucking. Going I don't to care buy a Bones Malone, of how Bones Malone feels about the fucking international currency and the stock market and the fucking socioeconomics. I'm like, what did Bones Malone think of the Chronic or whoever yeah. covered that shit that day? Yeah. And I, 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 take it. I, I care I, way I like more celebrity. what Bones Malone thinks than what some 22-year-old kid thinks. But I like Correct. to see that name, but only yeah. in the vein of reviewing the record. Yes. I didn't get excited because, let's just say, B.A. Baracus reviewed um, Beastie Boys record, per se, right? No. I didn't get excited because it's B.A. Baracus. I got excited because, oh, he has an opinion about music. Let me hear yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. But I also got excited about it because he understands the music. Correct. Yes. Right? Yo, wait, wait, yep, real, real quick, real quick. This motherfucker wrote this piece. He doesn't talk about the firm song, which is one of the main, the, one of the big planets. <laughs> he that even everything talk is about orbiting Nas about and this Cormega record. Working together for the first time since 1996. Taking pictures. Who had a famous fucking dude who launched Cormega's entire, entire career, career, right? And he and is nature, back with not and with nature's Foxy. career. Nature's career N-A-Z. popped off because of that. No, I'm he just saying nature's career about... popped off because of firm beef, right? So we're talking about the genesis of. Two big genesis of two two rappers. Nas and the song big. the song is like whatever, but it's an important fucking moment in twenty twenty. <laughs> like oh shit, the firm is back even with weirdo Dr. Dre verse at the end. Holy shit, AZ's uh, verse sounds coming. tight. Nas verse is tight. I love fired. Foxy just to hear that she's you alive. Love Foxy in general, I love Foxy. I love Foxy. All that broken silence. You know. But I'm like, none of But the the review doesn't even talk about the fucking song because so I know like, you what, weren't around. You the don't point. care. You don't right. even care about the firm. I tweet about the firm fucking 15 times a year, bro. You know, you know I'm weird like that. But and then that, that, that then Z, the song, the definition is defining what King's disease is and why they called it that. That's what the song is about. Sure, that shit is fire. It's not about no women, to be honest with you. It's probably about no. the, you know, about the you right. you falling into women because of King's disease. I'm t- come on, man, stop playing. Oh, man. First of all, Nas don't even hit stuff on surface level. Let's start there. 
he's a high-end writer by by definition from the first Sometimes record. Whether we like crazy with that shit, we know that. When, yeah, whether we like Nas or not, he doesn't write just in the margins. He thinks of it on the next level. Correct. That's just, you know a macro yeah. level instead of micro. So you can't even reduce his stuff to okay. Yeah, when he's doing Braveheart stuff and Knock Boots comes Yo, on or whatever. You yes. know what song? You know what song this dude never listened to in his life because I know this is bullshit. He never listened to um, "You Love My Style." Mm. He says some of the grossest, most fucked up shit, and that was a radio song. He talks it about banging a girl so, so much she is. I'm not even gonna say. It. Go look up right. the lyrics. No, but style. the point is, he said it so ill that it slid past because it was muted. Yo, if you, if you hear the radio edit, literally half that song is fucking muted. But the rhythm so ill. We have talked about Nas and his sex verses. It's the most disgusting it's shit. It's like and violent. It's, but, but, actually point, is but the point is, to me, it's a major strike against Nas because but the it's art so of fucking it, And I get you a lot, but the art of it allows it to, to make it past senses and get it. You, my point is, look, all right, but let's talk, let's, let's talk about it. I, I brought up somebody um, during the break, people don't know. So you like PC rap, so-called, right? You like these artists. You yeah. didn't listen to Project Pat? You don't know Project Pat songs by heart? What is wrong with you? Are you are you kidding me right now? You don't know no Project Pat? That means you don't love rap. That's what you're telling me right there. So I can't believe, I don't believe you. You need more people so you don't listen to my beat. Because that's what they're saying. Right. You're going to make Zilla mad, y'all. You didn't listen to my beat. I don't listen to that. You didn't listen to, you didn't listen to um, Health the Skelter. Right? you don't. You can't. You can't listen to Sean P. No, no, no. You don't get that. Get that back. You don't get to listen to Donuts. Oh, there's no words. On it. No, you don't get that. That's born of Detroit. That's born of Detroit soil. We keep that. Right. You don't get that. All right, go listen to something in Michigan or something. By a lake or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Go to Canada or something. No, no diss to Canada, but go up there with the six. That's where it's safe, man. Don't come down here. That's oh, come over here, dog. That's our overarching point. People that uh, have aligned themselves with we like this overall experience and product and this output, but we want to just keep all the dirty streets, unsavory types in a room somewhere with the lights off and, and, and the door locked. And so this overarching PC safe rap, whether it's indie, whether it's major, whether it's by a fucking critic, whether it's by whoever, it's like rap has never, ever fucking, no matter how contemporary, progressive, of the times you are, and I'm, I'm glad things are progressing. Like, things should be better for people. I'm not against that shit. But you expecting the entire art form to conf- to align with your beliefs is fucking silly. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's some college shit. Yeah. But, but it, it is people expecting the whole world to align to their beliefs. It's not just Indeed. music. Indeed. Right? It's, you know, it's basically like, it's, it's hive mind. But sure it's also hard. hive mind with the ostrich head in the sand, because you're also ignoring yeah. what's going on too. Like I don't see no evil here. No, I don't. I don't deal with that. I live in my neighborhood, my cul-de-sac. I drive to work. I come home. You can't. You just really can't. Yo, I remember the day I made my mom take me to the mall to buy me the fucking Sir Mix-a-Lot Baby Got Back cassette single, and played that in her fucking in the car. Or you had to walk and she was Ooh. like, "What is this? You know, he's just so black. I like big." And I cannot lie. And let me tell you, Straight up. song still played to this Sample the day. Death. And I, I barely hear women say that they, they felt objectified with that song. That song There's going to be a song massive. that's going to make you shake Nikki, your ass. Nikki flipped that shit on Anaconda. 
So all I'm saying is like, rap has always been like for scoundrels, edgy. edgy you know, seeing how much you can get away with. Like I can go always, to the old biblical text. Jesus man. hung out with rapists, murderers, yeah. and killers. He wasn't he hanging out. Signal all day, but like with the people with the little forks and the yeah. teacups. If you want a virtue signal all day and think rap is, you know, maybe only 30% of rap is safe for me or all that shit, then go listen to Kirk Franklin or something, man. And that's cool. Hey, it's there. Kirk Franklin. There's go plenty of Christian hip hop. That yeah. it's, it's in your purview. I always, a lot I always of them suggest cats. Eshawn Burgundy. Eshawn in fact, drop a, drop, drop Eshawn Burgundy soon. Eshawn Burgundy. Drop an Eshawn Burgundy. Shout out to Eshawn. And, um, and, 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 it's, and it's nothing against any of that. Like what you like, but... um. You know what I'm saying? Don't, Save the don't fucking st- lectures. That's the point. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stop fucking lecturing everybody. You're fucking Thank 18 you. years old. Fuck off. Don't give me this fucking bullshit, man. You don't know anything don't about life. We all were you at one point. We're telling you this because we were you at one point. We were you. We were idiots. We understand the moral certainty of not having any experience or understanding about life because you're scared to look at yourself and see what you need to change. So you point fingers at everybody else and tell them what they need to change. It's not until you've gone through some life and you've suffered a bit. Mm-hmm. And you realize that you're a fuck up and you realize that you're the one that needs to change, that you can actually appreciate the fucking delicacy of life. You yes. know, like just how it's, fucking yeah. delicate it is. I'm looking at and the man in the like, mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. You know, you know what Curly I'm saying? Castro. <laughs> Curly Castro in third person. I missed a lot of music because I hated Puffy. Yes, yep. I'm admitting it. I hated Puffy, and I missed a lot of good music. You miss, yo, you missed No I Way Out, like fam. Woo. I don't know what I was doing. And then you what I have to do, like a dummy, go back. Or in the world, out. This, this is good. This is good. And whisper to myself and like it in my own room. But the point is, to Alaska's great elocution, my thing is just don't cut your nose to spite your face and think you look better than you did yesterday. You don't. Yeah. Mm. No. You don't. And I like my rap gritty and grimy as long as there ain't no Eric Sermon in it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, that's fucking beautiful. Listen, that's all I'm saying. The beautiful, you can, you can, oh, wait, and not to give him credit, but the beautiful struggle. That's yeah, really what yeah. rap is. That that concrete that's rose it. thing is not a stupid poem. It really is out of nothing. Yeah. We bore this music and we all own it yep. and we all revere it and we all hold it as precious as it can be. And I ain't gonna let no PC punk with a, with a part in a in a um in a MAGA Haywood comb over <laughs> take my rap music. Feel me? You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I can't listen. And and if the the best part is there would not be any quote unquote safe space if the entire the entire foundation of the shit was dangerous and edgy and wild and didn't give a fuck about took the, the risk. And took risks and elbowed their way through it and we said, fuck you. We're going to wear our pants this way. We're going to make the music sound this way. We're going to turn the bass up this way. We're going to say the words this way, the way we want to do it. Like, yes. not, you couldn't even have yes. a sterilized, clean, quote unquote, version of that if yes. you didn't have the raunchy, wild, crazy, rambunctious shit. And yes. you can't say, well, yeah, we're, we're past that, see, because we, we dress this way and we live in this neighborhood and we can make our Spotify playlist go in this direction. For facts, the best no. gospel songs, as righteous as it is because they're talking to the most high, the Lord, or is when the singer gets the most ugliest, guttural sound comes from deep beneath. Those are the best gospel songs. Not the pretty ones, not when the chord is working, not when the drum is in sync. It's when the things look the ugliest. You hear the most beautiful notes you've ever heard. Look it up. Right. There is no, there is no beauty without ugly. There is no dark yeah. without light. Period. 
Yep, Bubba Sparks said it best. Ugly. Ugly. <laughs> oh, he named his record Deliverance. Yeah. yeah. That, your album is crazy. <laughs> I still have a CD. That shit is a banger. Deliverance. Wait, 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 wait. Sparks, the second album. Am I getting Deer Hunter confused with Deliverance? Yes. Oh, yeah. I was. Oh. Deliverance with Ned Beatty. Deliverance Deer Hunter is, is the movie. Deer Hunter is like the Nero. Yeah, when it, Deliverance is the movie I had to watch three times to make sure I knew what I was watching because I was very confused because I was young. Yeah, that's the all. Pig, like, the pig squealing, time. I was very yeah, confused. Yeah. I Bro, thought, I was like, no, but yeah, that's, that's no. The, that's that, that's that, that pre-Black that was, Mirror shit. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's the genesis of that old I was like, he really did that to him? Yeah, man. Oh, Sorry. All right, well, I, I think I think with, with we we can't really go any further in that. So about deliverance and pig squealing and so on and so forth. Um, I don't think I've seen Deer Hunter all the way. I think I've seen a lot of Deer, Deer Hunter's so intense. Because yeah. they come back from the war, right? And then they go yeah. through with it, yes. and then they go back to get homeboy because he's yep. he goes back out there because he, he snaps. He yes. snaps. Oh man! All right, I gotta watch more. Okay, thank you. It's a good look. Um, all right. So before we wrap up, uh, yo, if you ordered a Raheem's Lament CD, it has shipped today. I went to the post office for y'all. I had the mask on. I was waiting in line. I had a bag of shit. I was a six jewel case with the jewel case. We got about half the inventory left, and these shits never come if back. If anybody anymore. ordered a, a Raheem's Lament with a Blue Edward CD, those will be going out next week. Yep. You know, in 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 relation to when up. this is aired, yep. and also Blue Edward shirts. Those all those people that have ordered those recently, those will be going out. They'll be going. So we still got we still got Wrecking Crew hats. Fucking five panels of snapbacks. We got the Raheem's Lament shirt. We got the Blue Edwards shirt. All that shit is a record. We got Rebel hats. We got um, Raheem's Lament shirt. You just said that. We also, we got plenty of shirts. Oh, look, you'll be surprised. Fucking Um, fire shirts. Curly Castro Rebel shirts. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm really proud of the jewel case. Alaska, this is the first jewel case that me and Zilla did. This is my first jewel case in 16 years. Wow. my, My first one in 14 years, yeah. And um, last one, when was your last jewel case? Sweep the leg. Wow. So oh, seven? 13 years, yeah. 13 years. Why yeah. did you get the last game doing the jewel? I don't know. So weird. Because yeah. I, I love Digipacks because I think it, it gives a little more pop to the art. But those corners, they get bent like a mug. It's a little like, flimsy. It's a little flimsy. They, they really suffered. Shipping or even when you get the original order, yeah. they really kind of suffer. I don't know why we, you know. Yeah, and, it, and, and you know what it'd be like if they... You, you know how books sometimes the corners are a little thicker. They put a little yeah. material that would help, but they don't. They don't do that. But I, I guess uh, it's the I guess it's the time of the time. I don't. Can any uh, like, real quick? Why are they better than jewel cases? I don't. Uh-huh. Maybe you don't cheaper. have to do a whole insert. Cheaper. Cheaper. cheaper and you don't have to do cheaper. the full pages of inserts. Yeah. Alaska, when you did your jewel cases, they, you always had a booklet, right? Whether the yeah. credits or the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Z, you had oh. a booklet with your uh, last yeah. jewel case. I, I think I think we had the one page, but it had all the all the credits on it. I had a um. We did a fake uh source magazine with fake ads in it. You did that. Shit was fire. It's tight. It's tight. We got the cargo Colts. It's coming. Non jewel case. Pre order Friday. Yeah, it'll be up there. Pre order Friday. It's gonna be. uh, What is it? What is the fucking? It's like linen, right? It's like a linen. It's like a linen cloth CD case. I think we're only doing twenty five of them. That shit. That's it. Y'all didn't do the um the book the book. No. Yeah, we nah. Well, it's, it's okay. similar to that, but we don't want to have pages yeah. in it. And then we're going to do like these fucking metal tins and shit. Two so versions, y'all. Wow. Metal Two versions, tins. The stuff they used each. to carry film in. So yeah. get nostalgic with us, yo. It's like the Zabruda you know I mean? tape. Get yep. the Zabruda tape editions. That's what it's called. 
That's you already have first. Edition. No, seriously, that's what you don't call it. And I'm Cargo serious, I don't put it up there. Artwork by upset. Gang, King Vision yeah. Ultra. Gang. Gang came through. Cryptic One is mastering it. Correct. Am I on this record? Yeah. Yes. Pinky. All right, Pinky so do the, do the pre, do the, tell people who's on the record. Tell them the feature list. That's like, it. Me and you. That's it. That's the only feature. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't fucking put anybody on the record. Right the record. Who produced it? Like, come on. What the fuck? Zilla Rocker produced it. We talked about this yeah. like 900 uh, times on the show. First time maybe if I get Ryman solo since when? Since words hurt. All right. So it's like three years ago. Fuck the pretty boy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I always write solo. Hopefully, if we get if we get us nine a nine pound. No, but this is your first big solo record since. Since Words Hurt, probably. Since it was that an EP LP? Uh, uh, two LPs, and then I also had the uh, He's the PJ, I'm Alaska record. That shit is fire. And, and before that, PJ before Ke- that, Crack Epidemic. Which you was highly under promoted. Oh, yeah, because I was quitting at that time. Yes. We're going to, we're going to, Wrecking Crew is going to um, re release Crack Epidemic with a new no, cover. We're, we're, we're going to re release he's, he's the PJ, I'm Alaska. That's no, that, that cover is great. We got to re-release Crack Echo. Trust me, Crack yo, Epidemic every, is highly yo, the audience, the audience. promoted. It's there's some bars on there. We got to put a new cover without that eyeball, and we're gonna we're gonna um, <laughs> put that back up digital re-release on Wrecking Crew. So we're gonna get some artwork on that. There you go. Word. What a night. So the cappuccino of Wrecking Crew is getting busy, y'all. This is a story moment. There's a lot of stuff coming. The pillage. He's, he's had the some pillage. solos the last couple of years, but trust me, this is the one. This is his, 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 this is his best quality since his Def Jux work. You heard it yeah, first. I would agree. Since since yep. centrifugal force records, Adam's work. Wow. All right, y'all heard it first. All right, you're gonna hear it here second. You're gonna hear a lot about it. The fuck it was called. So yeah. If y'all like that first song that we gave, the first joint, we yeah, also got US. some hidden. You might find some sa- um, Saga Tetsuo. We might hide that in some releases. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what's going down next. I'm getting my hat on, dog. I'm not even playing with y'all, mom. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Wrecking food. All right. Here we are. Peace. I'll give you a commercial for the episode. Wonderful. Call, call out culture. culture. Yo, did um, did, um, did, all right. Let's close up because I got some questions I want to talk to y'all about. All right. <laughs> call out culture. We out of Peace. here. We find right. the culture. We, we ain't call safe. it. We, we out it. And we out call it. We violent. If anybody knows what out calls are, hit me up. We out calling messages. Peace. All right. Peace.